Hey, happy Monday, friends, and welcome to um, today's episode of Enough for Today. Guess what we're doing right now? We are starting our third year together. Some of you have been with me all the way through the journey, and others of you have joined along the way, but uh, however you're finding us at Enough for Today, thanks so much. It's, it's every day at noon. We take just a few minutes to walk through the Psalms. We had a great day in church yesterday, and we're in our series, Jesus Up Close, the Gospel of John. It will rewind and play tonight again at 7 o'clock on the live stream. Uh, but I want to challenge you to, to go find the message, Jubilant Jesus, John chapter 2, Jesus starting his public ministry at a wedding feast. He goes to a celebration. What do we learn about Jesus because of that? We really unfolded that story, and I know it will be an encouragement to you. I also want to say, secondly, as we start this second year together, this week in particular, I'm going to be brief my chest is weak. I've been fighting off a cough. It's not COVID. I already had that, but um, this is just some seasonal stuff that I'm dealing with. And so, I uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a few thoughts and send you on your way pretty quickly throughout the week. Uh, but thank you for joining me. Thanks for maybe sharing this with somebody. We're in Psalm 38, and we left off at verse 15 with David. Uh, really, for, for 14 verses, he's dealing with his own failure, his own sin. He's going to continue to do that. But he, he, he brings his heart up in verse 15, For in thee, O Lord, do I hope. We unfolded that all on Friday, and so much that has led to it. In thee, O Lord, do I hope. Thou wilt hear, O Lord, my God. And it's almost as if at the end of verse 15, David begins to search his own motives. Why do I want God to hear me? Is it just selfish? And then he says in verse 16, For I said, hear me, lest otherwise they, my enemies, should rejoice over me when my foot slippeth. See, David's in a really precarious position right now. He is extremely vulnerable, extremely fragile. Isn't that the way it is? When we fail, when we make some bad decisions, we are... We're prone in that failure, in that discouragement. Number one, it gives God's enemies a reason to gloat and point out and mock and scorn. Aha, I thought you were a Christian or a believer. And that's always um, a shaming experience, which then leads us, if we're not careful, to make another bad decision and answer a failure with, with more failure or answer a bad decision with a worse decision. So David's realizing, <clears throat> my foot is going to slip. And God, my enemies are going to magnify themselves against me. And it's not just personal in David's mind. David realizes he's been put into this position by God. And he knows that he's brought shame and he wants God to minimize the damage. He wants God to glorify himself by intervening and hearing David and, um, and bringing him through this time of chastening and rebuke. Verse 17, for I am ready to halt. You know what he's saying there? I'm ready to quit. I'm about to give up. Have you ever been there? You know what David is doing that's so right right now? Is he is being brutally raw and honest with God. Which is as if to say, God, I'm not going to quit, but I'm ready to. The fact that he's going to God really is in itself a decision, in essence, not to quit. Or God, help me <clears throat> to not quit. I'm ready to halt, and my sorrow is continually before me. He feels 
that he is in, he's locked in the grip, in the death grip of an endless sorrow. Well, friend, I want to pause right here today, but I want to remind you of hope. Hope in going to God, hope in talking to God, hope in the sheer value of the fact that you can be incredibly honest with God. God, my enemies are gloating, my feet are slipping. I feel like I'm about to fall apart and you understand my sorrow. That's the right place to take all those feelings. Hey, looking forward to this week. Have a great Monday and we'll see you tomorrow.